Welcome in episode 71 of the Brewers Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz, joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend, Aaron Riley. Aaron, uh, contrary to popular belief, haters are sick. We are back for a week two uh, of this podcast for NFL season. Week one recap on tap. Currently, uh, we are in the middle of Monday Night Football. Uh, the Seahawks are somehow with Geno Smith beating the Broncos 17-13, but Russell Wilson actually might throw a touchdown live here during this intro. Nope. Oh, down to five. Okay, never mind. Should stay tuned <laughs> for potentially them going up 20-17. But, Aaron, uh, great week one. Congrats to you, my friend. Victory Monday for you, as they say, taking down Detroit Lions. We'll get into that. We'll get into the Jets playing – uh trying to play football uh we'll get into some other games obviously tom brady taking on the cowboys giants with a big win patriots uh matt patricia mac jones and bill belichick not doing so hot but uh how are you on this fine uh victory monday my friend i, I could be worse man you know me i'm, I'm always overly critical <laughs> of my teams but you know we found found a way to survive i would say survive the detroit lions experience so one and oh isn't too bad. Um, yeah, we'll just try and keep it moving, but definitely a, a crazy weekend to start start the year in the NFL again. Hundred percent. We, we I think week one is like always the best, and until like kickoff happens and you realize your team can't move the ball, you have Joe Flacco throwing it fifty nine times <laughs> in the game. But uh, I would love to start with the Eagles. We will start off uh, positive here. We're gonna do. <laughs> Segment on the Eagles, segment on the on the Jets briefly, hopefully on the Jets, and then uh, obviously hop into some other games. We'll try to poke some fun at maybe this Broncos Seahawks game as it as it moves forward uh, with Russell Wilson getting booed in his return to Seattle and uh, Jamal Adams already hurt and out of the game. So um, all is well it seems like in uh, in Seattle. But Aaron Eagles take down Detroit in Detroit. 38-35, I believe, was the yep. final score. Uh, Jalen Hurts uh, doing his thing. Jonathan Gannon uh, might be the MVP of the entire organization at the moment. <laughs> For those who don't know, he's the Eagles defensive coordinator. Uh, and you guys win what was once a blowout, but ended up being closer, a little too close for comfort. But, Aaron, give us your thoughts. Yeah, man. Uh, really, just a roller coaster of a game. Um, I know I was listening to uh, this one. This one guy, his uh, YouTube channel is Sports Talks with Broads. He's like a huge Philly fan, just all the way around. And I know, just real brief, I'll touch on that. He said, going into this week one, it feels a lot like last year against Atlanta. Like it's going to be a lopsided, and I couldn't disagree more. And uh, not to toot my own horn, but I, I, I kind of thought this was. You know, I, I wasn't going to say it's a three-point game, but I I thought Detroit would put up a lot more of a fight than the Falcons did last year, and, and that's that was the case. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, Jonathan Gannon just straight up sucks, in my opinion. Like, you got to go. Uh, defensively, they just got lit up in a bunch of different areas on the ground, especially. I mean, they gave up 144 yards to DeAndre Swift, which, I mean, yeah, he's a good running back. Um, Daniel's trying to convince me Detroit's offensive line is good. It probably is. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, defensively, I just thought it was just, it was like Swiss cheese, it, you know, it looked like Swiss cheese out there. It was just, people were getting cut up all over the place. Um, I just felt like they were in the wrong, wrong position at the wrong time, but, um, there's definitely definitely some athletes on this team. Like Kazir White stood out to me. I mean, he made, he made that deflection that turned into a, an interception to Bradbury. Um, Marcus Epps was all over the field. Um, I, I just that that defensive line was kind of underwhelming. They got one sack um, the entire game. So there's that. Um, yeah, man. Defensively, I have a ton of ton of criticism to go around. I mean, offensively, it was pretty good. Um, you know, we didn't see see the Eagles score until the second quarter, but in the second quarter, they did put up 24 points alone. So we'll take that. Uh, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders definitely, you know, came up clutch a couple of times on the, the later drives in the game. 
to put us, you know, to, to basically seal it. But uh, A.J. Brown definitely did his thing as well. That, that's why we signed him. That, that was huge. I mean, he had 155 yards in his first game. So we'll take those those things. But a lot they, – they touched on it after the game. Like, there's a ton of work – ton to work on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Gannon, I, I don't know what the hell he's looking at half the time. I, I don't know if he knows where he's at half the time. But um, they found a way out to win in spite, I think, of the defense. I would say that. John, Jonathan Gannon is going to be the next uh, hot commodity from the uh, <laughs> coordinator ranks, if you will. Already got head coaching <laughs> interviews this past season, as we know. But, no, seriously, I think – I think week one, uh, yeah, it's obviously like you don't want to give up 35 points to the Lions, but we, we talked about this a little bit. That team under Dan Campbell is always going to be frisky as fuck. Like they're they're not up, they're not the Lions of yesteryear where you know you can you can confidently say you're going to put up 30 plus and probably give up less than 15. Like Jared Goff, you can kind of touch on and how like the Lions looked offensively. I know you know DeAndre Swift's stat line was crazy. They have some playmakers like TJ Hawkinson's pretty good. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown's pretty good. Penny Sewell on the on the offensive line. Like in general, I think, and this is probably just for me watching like hard knocks, like from what they were saying and what I saw on hard knocks, like they they will probably have like a top ten offensive line, and that's not even like trying to like pump you up or pump the Eagles tires, <laughs> but um, because I, I do think I do think that has to be uh, like a consideration, especially for that run game. Um, I know, you know, like I said, Swift had a good stat line and, and golf probably had like a lot of time to throw. Um, but like, like you said, I think Eagles roster where it's at, like, I think you have to feel good about like, you know, probably a couple of years ago, you might be losing that game. Um, but with the players you guys have now and Jalen hurts, you know, running for 90 yards, I think, you know, showing some stuff, obviously wouldn't have probably put up this type of stat line in his rookie year. So, I, I would have to say that on paper, from an outsider's perspective, it looks like that you guys are steadily improving, which is always, you know, encouraging. Yeah, man. No, it wasn't like I, I maybe I make it sound all bad. I, I'm just so tired of seeing like John. I, I just have no when it's almost like you with Adam Gase. Like that's how I feel about <laughs> Jonathan Gannon. So it's like <laughs> it's just brutal, man. Like I. I, I I know where this team could be if, if they put all the pieces together and I'm, I'm scared that they won't because of his, like his schemes and his, like his play calling that that's why I'm a little bit like, you know, frustrated right now, but um, kind of crazy in a game that Devonte Smith didn't have a catch. Um, you know, we still come out with yeah. a win. I, I'm just, you know, kind of looking over these notes here and things, but um, yeah, no, definitely a lot of positives. There's, there's t- a ton of people on this team. Like, ton of big names that um, we've acquired it's just can they right. put it all together is is always the question so uh want to know can't complain but it, it's just uh we'll see you know we'll see going forward how it shakes out I'm, I'm i am curious to see how you know what changes or or if things stay the same or or you know you know where we go from here that's all so how good does it feel to have aj brown on your team it is pretty nice man it feels like i swear to god it feels like the last i mean don't get me wrong, Devontae Smith's a nice player, but the last time we had a receiver like this was probably T.O., you know what I mean? Hey. So, um, and, and the fact that we locked him up for five years, like I can't imagine if, it, you know, even if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, if we get somebody better or, or if Jalen Hurts improves, like he really could be um, just absolutely lethal for, for the next four. To, I think he's signed for five years, but three to four or five years, some, you know, in that window. Yeah, I know, like, and Smith and it might might be like uh I know they have Jeff Akuda on, on the Lions who might have been shadowing a couple guys and probably Smith included. Like was it was it more just like him not getting open or is it just like the defense could only cover so many guys and, and you know someone they chose to take away happened to have been Smith? I wanna say it was it was kind of a combination. Um but definitely I think like no matter how much attention AJ Brown guard you know gets over there. He's such a big right. physical guy that it's tough to like, even if you, you know, I guess you'd have to double him at that point um, or something like that. But even then that that's probably not the smartest thing. Cause you know, Goddard will get open or, or they'll swing Sanders out of the backfield. You know, it's just a lot to account for, but um, yeah, I want to say they, they devoted some attention over there, but 
Um, yeah, AJ Brown, it, it, he's just such a big dude, man. Like he, he just right. looks like he reminds me of kind of uh, like a see. Callan Johnson wasn't as like brute force as AJ right. Brown is, but just just such a big, such a big guy. Like, he's just a problem. You know what I mean? So it's, oh, yeah. it's nice to have him on our team. I haven't, I didn't really pay attention to Titans too much. I mean, I've seen him play a couple of games, but. I'm starting to obviously, you know, see what what the guy can do already in week one. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, he just stays healthy. That's my thing with him is is that major injury last year. If, if he can stay healthy, awesome. If if he can, I'll, I'll you know, obviously that would be a depressing. So uh, <laughs> if if he can stay healthy, he, he's uh, he's a problem. Like I said, I love it. I mean, yeah, and hang hanging 38 on a team like any any team any given week is always obviously a, a, an achievement. Um, but yeah, I think it's, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Like Gannon's got to figure it out. Like you guys have a great defensive line. Um, I think you have a pretty good secondary. I'm not all too familiar with, with your linebackers, but you know, and we were talking about this off air. You made the comment that you've seen teams do a lot more with less than this defense has. And, you know, maybe it's a product of the Detroit offensive line, but it could, it could just be the rust too. Like sometimes, I feel like defenses struggle at least coming out of the preseason because they haven't been able to like hit or, and what and whatnot and go through like their full cadence of like kind of you know the plays and shit like that and just getting on the same page communication is always a big thing. So hopefully it's just kind of like a week one thing and won't happen really much moving forward. For sure, man. For yeah, no, it's good. You, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's week one, so there's time. There's fucking time. Uh, <laughs> there's no time for the Jets to be – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll talk about the Jets, as I said, briefly. Um, and we will do – we're hoping to do a show later this week just to do a full kind of week two uh, look ahead, um, projections and whatnot, if you will, make some picks. Um, so we'll do – who do the Eagles – who do the Eagles play in week two? Uh, damn Vikings, man. Freaking Vikings. Vikings. All right, so that's that an easy, right. easy receiver matchup there. They won't hurt the defense at all. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a full Eagles-Vikings, uh, you know, kind of look ahead. We'll do a full look ahead to the to the Jets-Browns, who we got in week two. But anywho, Jets, nine points. They scored nine points in week one. Uh, 24 did the Ravens score. Um Obviously, from the score, Aaron, it looks like it's bad. Uh, I would say it was bad to a certain extent, but wasn't, like, completely bad. Like, the defense <laughs> play, played well. Uh, I will say they were only losing 10-3 to three at the half. And at the end of the day, like, if you hold Lamar to 10 points and a half, like, fucking put that game plan in the Hall of Fame, uh, he's only, <laughs> you're only going to be able to contain him so long, and that's exactly what happened third quarter. Um, they – had a couple of big plays. The Jets did not capitalize on Jack shit yesterday. Um, the Ravens last year were the number one rushing attack in the league. The Jets held them to 60 yards rushing. Um, Lamar had a 55-yard bomb to Bateman. Had a, two more long touchdowns to uh, Devin Duvernay. But um, c- coming into the third, coming into the third quarter, Ravens got the ball first. They, they hit a touchdown. They had somewhat of a long drive. But the Jets, of course, uh, shot ourselves in the fucking foot. The Ravens had fumbled during that drive, and then the Jets had fucking fallen on it. <laughs> but it hits the defensive lineman's helmet and then goes right back to uh, Ravens players. So they obviously keep the drive going, and, like, two plays later, fucking throw a touchdown. Jets go three and out, of course. Uh, and then the Ravens come back, and then – throw a 55-yard bomb to fucking Bateman. And then at that point, it's, you know, 24-3, to and I turned it off from there. So, uh, (laughs) to the offense, um, Joe Flacco looked like he was a Michelangelo statue back there. Um, (laughs) Could not move to to save his absolute life. Uh, The offensive line, I I mean, listen to this. So, Mekhi Becton, obviously left tackle, coming to the season, gets hurt. George Fant. Uh, who's going to be the left tackle, moves over to the right to accommodate Dwayne Brown. He's obviously a Pro Bowl offensive tackle, played for a long time, 37 years old. He's only played left tackle in his career, so obviously he gets the LT job no matter what. Comes over, gets hurt last week. 
So George Fant goes through entire basically training camp OTAs preseason as the right tackle. George uh, Dwayne Brown's now on IR. George Fant goes from right tackle to left tackle, has to basically learn a new fucking position. And then we are starting at right tackle, our rookie fourth round pick, Max Mitchell, out of like Louisiana Lafayette or some like D1 fucking double A school who actually didn't play too bad, but that's a different story for a different day. So that is just the fucking framework we are working off of going to this fucking game. Um, across the board, I think every offensive lineman gave up three plus pressures. Anytime Joe Flacco gets pressured, he's not going to fucking move a muscle. Um, I would say like, Coming into it, I thought that he provided like a pretty good veteran presence and just a calming effect to the offense. Did not provide that whatsoever. Um, play calling was suspect. Michael Carter actually played well. Um, had 60, 60 yards on uh, on 10 rushes and then had a 40 yards receiving. So we had a 100-yard day when all was said and done. Brees Hall played pretty well. Had a fumble, which, which sucked. But overall, did pretty good rushing the ball. I will say my biggest gripe, with the play calling was we did not manufacture touches for Elijah Moore, uh, Braxton Bears or Garrett Wilson. It just seemed very like vanilla to me. And I don't know if it was just a pressure thing. You know, they, they constantly had a tight end trying to block and have out the offensive line, which obviously took touches from them, which sucks because we have like two pretty good ones. Now um, I'm very much hoping it was a week one uh, kind of work out the Kings game because at the end of the day, like, I did not expect them to win this game at all. Um, and I don't think any Jets fan did, but all all Jets fans on Twitter are talking about is Rob saw this, didn't, they didn't come to play. Joe Douglas didn't get the right talent. You know, this offense is doomed. You know, even though the defense played well, this team is fucking screwed the rest of the season. And I'm almost like it's week one. We played a good fucking team. We were talking about it off air. The Ravens come to play week in and week out. They come off the bus ready to fucking ball out. They obviously did yesterday. And to be down uh, 10-3 in the half and your offense has done jack shit to that point, I honestly wasn't too pissed. And obviously you have the two big plays, which fuck you, and and that's the game. But <laughs> I, I think the score and, and some of the comments after the game made it seem like we legitimately lost 65-3, to which I don't understand. But not always bad until we – get shellacked in Cleveland, then I'll sound the alarm. But until then, we're chilling. Hey, we're, we're pumping the brakes. We are uh, de-escalating the situation here. So, uh, yeah, Daniel and I talked off air about this game at, at length. Um, like I mentioned to him, I mean, Jets Jets controlled the uh, the time of possession game. Uh, they actually won it by like five, five points or so. So you got to chalk that up to a positive. Um, like you said, that big play was was kind of the, you know, it kind of felt like the nail in the coffin when you can't move the ball, you know, efficiently downfield. That, that's, it's hard to beat anybody scoring nine points. Uh, so yeah, I mean, defensively, I definitely chalked up the positives and and take those with you and run with those and, and hopefully that continues um, to to limit this this rushing attack to sixty yards. Uh, 63 to be exact, you know, no help from the research department, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, is, uh, no, I mean, when you got Joe Fluco back there, as I call him oh, at yeah. this point in his career, it, it, it's tough, man. And I feel for you guys, but, uh, the calling for, for Salah's head at this point is a little bit, uh, unjust, I would say, and to yeah. say a little bit, that's a little ridiculous. Like let's, let's chill let's chill out. It's not like you played uh, the Houston Texans with Zach Wilson and got, you know, annihilated out there that then that's a different story for a different day. But um, yeah, man, take, take the positives on defense, you know, pray that you can just come out of this Joe, Joe Fluco uh, experience, you know, maybe one and two, and then, you know, hopefully hit the ground running at least uh, relatively speaking with, with Zach Wilson, you know what I mean? So it could have been worse. Uh, they hung in there. Defense, you know, seemed to have played their tail off. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Ravens are probably – they're probably top three, I would say, coach team in the, as far as, like, they don't commit penalties. Yeah. They don't they don't shoot themselves in the foot. They come ready to play week in and week out. So, it, you know, take take this week one and, you know, flush it. But uh, hopefully um, you continue to do the positives on defense and – you know, maybe you come out of Cleveland with a win, which I think is, is definitely possible. 
Yeah, I think you. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, if Zach is in this game, do they win? Like, on, probably not. Like, it, it's we mentioned it's the Ravens. It's a good team, but a lot of the things that that Flacco struggled with, like mobility, um, getting the ball out. You know, his his arm isn't what it used to be. Like, his arm's still good, obviously, but it's not what it used to be. Um, I th- I think Zach. Like, anytime Flacco was taking his five step drop. He was almost like they were in his face like nine times out of ten. I think anytime he tried to run, it was a feeble, feeble effort. Um, and that's what Zach excels at. Like he, he probably excelled. Like, Joe Flacco is probably like he can read a defense better at this point, obviously. But like Zach can get out of the pocket, you know, basically be on be on track with his receivers to make something play off schedule and fucking keep the chains. Even run a little bit if he had to. And that's that's what Joe Flacco can't do. And um, Aaron and I were talking off air and you made the point about like, yeah, Flacco is great to have in the room, but like, is he, is he good to have like actually fucking playing? But at this point, probably not. And that's kind of where we are. Like we lost to a good team played well on defense, but lost to a good team with a backup quarterback. Like if, if you, t- if you told me our backup quarterback was playing week one and then we lost like four months ago, I would not have been surprised. So I think, I think, I think Jets fans are just like, at this point, we've dealt with, you know, six, seven, eight years of straight just, like, trash and losing. Um, so, we obviously just the, – the, there's no patience anymore. Like, there's just an, an entire lack of patience, which I understand. But from where this roster was in 2020 and then where it is now is, like, night and day. For the first time, we have guys, we have speed, we have fucking names, uh, we have playmakers. And you know, if you want to go through the rookies, like – Sauce Gardner, DJ uh, DJ Reed's not a rookie, but Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, like they let up one catch for eight yards between the two of them. That's a positive. Garrett Wilson showed that Thanks, he sir. can fucking separate. That's a positive. Max Mitchell, right tackle, can play. Positive. Jermaine Johnson had a sack. Positive. Brees Hall didn't look out of place. Positive. Like Elijah Moore played well. Vera Tucker was probably the best offensive lineman. So. If Zach's in here and, and plays like an average to an above average game, we probably put up like 21 points, like 24, like maybe like 17 to like 20 points. Obviously it's still a loss, but you're playing well and, and it's just more momentum to build off of. So um, I think I'm on, I'm almost going to hit a, hit an Aaron Rodgers and just say R E L A X. You just got to relax. Um, the wins <laughs> will hopefully come at some point this season. Um, but I do think one thing this, this loss does do is it ratchets up the pressure for next week and playing a Jacoby Brissett led Browns team. I know they have a really good defense. Um, I know they're just coming off that win against the Panthers. So hopefully they're feeling a little bit cocky. Um, it's their home opener. So it'll be tough to probably deal with like the crowd. Um, but again, like you're, you're playing a Jacoby Brissett versus a Lamar Jackson. And if I was to pick out any team this season, just based off of last year's performance on defense, that was going to be a matchup nightmare. I think my number one answer would have been the Baltimore Ravens. And like you said, like 63 yards rushing. Obviously, they kind of lit us up big plays in the secondary, which we have to fucking figure out. But if we can just fucking hang in there fucking on offense and dominate <laughs> on defense, I think we might have a fucking shot. Hey, man, uh, if Daniel starts driving, you know, fucking this, fucking that, you – you Jets yeah, better listen. Yeah, you better listen it's every, up. It's every word. It's every word. I, I apologize to the to the families out there. Yeah. Uh, we never we never clarified and said that we were you know a thirteen and under show. So that's <laughs> on them. I'll say that. I'll blame I'll blame the audience. How about that? But, uh, <laughs> it's got the no. explicit tag on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, we might get we might get banned for all these. I mean, who knows? <laughs> but no, man. In, in all seriousness, um, I think. I think you uh, you wrapped it up there. I mean, take take it for what it is. It's a loss, but take the good things, and, and you're starting to see some – like, I think the biggest thing is you're starting to see some athletes show up, and that's that's a major uh, stepping stone because when your team's like, you know, there's no other way to put it. Like, when they were in the dog shit days, it, it, it's it's like you're looking for any positive. You don't have yeah. to look that – you don't have to look that far to find the positives now. So – take those positives and, and, you know, they got to do something with it. And I think, you know, this is a game that's well within grasp. It's for crazy. It's like, it's almost like Flacco do something for us this week. That's what I would right. say. Like, 
Like, don't be anemic. That's all. That's all you got to do. Not be garbage. So it's well said. It's well said. Rome wasn't built in a day. I will say, <laughs> I was just reading this. Salas said that the door is open uh, for potentially someone else to play quarterback next week. So whether it's Mike oh, White, the Mike goat, White, let's go, Mike White the goat, or uh, Chris Strevler, CFL champion uh, <laughs> with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers or whatever the fuck they call themselves up there. Let's go. Um, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't hate that because I would almost rather have like someone who can like actually run, like someone who might not be as good of a decision maker, but someone who could be mobile and get out of the pocket over a guy like Joe Flacco. Like Joe Flacco I'm, can be our quarterbacks coach, but yeah, I don't know if exactly. I trust him like fucking running an offense right now. Him actually taking the snaps should not probably happen. Uh, him, you know, giving pointers and things, and and you know giving valuable experience to, to Zach, I would say is a good move, but yeah, like we, we talked about also talked about that off air. I mean, I remember Mike, Mike white finding some, some lightning in a bottle last year. I mean, hell, why not throw him out there again? You know, what you have with Joe Flacco right. at 37, man. It's not much. It's really not much. So I'm, I'm all for, I'll play with the upside. I'll, I'll take a risk with upside before I go with, you know, same old, same old bullshit. One hundred percent. But that's all right. That's the Jets. We'll, get, like I said, we'll get into a bunch of that in in week two. Uh, our, our little uh, projection there, preview, I should say. Um, I think I think I just wanted to leave a little tease. I was just reading some Robert Saul comments. He also said that uh, he's going to keep coat all the receipts for when they start winning. So. Um, he must have a pretty big uh, Rolodex or uh, filing cabinet for all the receipts of for all the haters out there. But uh, we'll see, Bob. Hopefully, we can win some games soon, buddy. Um, all right, Aaron. Um, Cowboys, Buccaneers. And we'll touch on the Sunday night game. Obviously, uh, give me give me your thoughts on what you saw from from both teams. Um, obviously, not a great game if you're. Cowboys fan, even worse news after the game with with Dak going down for I believe it's about two months now. But Buccaneers nineteen, Cowboys three in Jerry World, uh, mind you, which is always a, a twist of the knife there for Jerry. But uh, what, yeah, you see very well said. Uh, yeah, man, uh, I actually watched this game pretty much in its entirety. I didn't have much else going on last night, and, and you know I was like, why not? Oh God, am I? <laughs> I just cannot. First things first, I gotta bash. I gotta bash somebody. Else. Can he just please go away at this point? Like I, I can't listen to him much longer. But um, yeah. Anyways, man. Uh, the 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 Cowboys. I mean, I don't know where you take positives for them. Like if you're, I mean, Dak Prescott looked like absolute shit. I'll I'll, I'll be the first one to say like I I don't I don't know what if he just couldn't plant his foot, like the ball sailing every which direction. I mean, it, it reminded me of, uh, I mean, shit. It remind. It, I'm trying to think, I can't even make a comparison. That's how just piss poor effort. I thought he gave, it, it was awful. Um, I mean, the Buccaneers, they just kind of ran the ball at will. Um, almost made it look like it was a video game. They, it was just getting, it seemed like every time Fournette touched the ball to touch or uh, first down, I should say. Um, obviously Julio Jones looks like a problem, uh, you know, for, for, uh, opposing defenses, you couple him with, uh, Mike Evans. Uh, that's just, I mean, <laughs> Tampa Bay now with Brady is, doesn't seem like they're slowing down even, uh, for a second in, in my, in my estimation. I mean, this is against, a, I would say a good, you know, Cowboys, you know, uh, defensive back, you can say what you want. Um, as far as like last year, you know, the Cowboys yeah. defense was really good. Um, Trayvon Diggs, you can say, you know, he, he's an interception machine, but he gets shredded a lot. I mean, there, there's a lot of different viewpoints you can take it, but I, I just thought about the Cowboys last night in, in almost every phase of the game. Um, hold on one second. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a name. Uh, Devin Moyes, yeah, that guy is an absolute, like, he probably does more just by himself than uh, uh, some linebacker cores in the entire league. I swear to God, the guy is just everywhere on the field. 
Um, yeah, I, just to, to kind of wrap it up, I mean, Dak looked like sh- uh, shit is not <laughs> even the right word to, to describe it. Like, he, he looked awful. Uh, Brady looked just about, you know, early on, I, I thought, I mean, Dallas hung in there pretty tough. Defense made a lot of plays. Uh, he's another guy, you, it's hard to put him away for a whole game. So, um, you know, Tampa controls the time of possession. Uh, Dax threw a pick, and then Brady also threw a pick there. I think that was in the third. Brady threw that one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you didn't need much offense when, when Dallas scores three points. So it, it was just a bad showing for the Cowboys. And I think Jerry Jones every single day probably contemplates why do I still <laughs> own this team at times. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to hear your your viewpoint on, on the Sunday night showdown, if you call yeah, it that. Yeah, my, my biggest thing, like not a, not a great game, like boring overall. Um, yeah. I, I thought yeah. like Chris Collinsworth having like the flu or whatever, which was hilarious, <laughs> got progressively worse as the game went on. I know they. I think last week I, I, I said that uh, that Thursday night game between the Rams and Bills was going to be on Amazon. It was not. It was on NBC, so I fucked that one up. But um, so it, a two-a-day, a two if you will, Back to back for Chris Collinsworth was hilarious. Um, so I think the uh, the volume of uh, talking he did over the past we definitely got to him. Um, so that was the highlight of the night for me. Um, Cowboys offense to me with like CD Lamb, obviously of Zeke Pollard, Dalton Schultz, but like outside of that, I don't really think they did much to to really shore up that second receiver position. Um, we obviously talked about this last week. I think Gallup is still hurt. Um, I think that another offensive lineman go down in this game, which isn't great. Uh, they did sign Jason Peters, who made a nice cameo <laughs> on the bench there. Um, so maybe he'll start by like week, week eight or something when Dak's back. But, um, yeah, I, I saw this morning um, Skip Bayless, the GOAT, said that Cooper yep. Rush was more consistent than Dak Prescott. <laughs> I really have no idea what that means or how you know that because – I'm not quite sure Cooper Rush has ever played in an NFL game besides last night. Um, but, yeah, I think I think their offense is just – I mean, their defense isn't bad. Like, Michael Parsons is great, like you said. Diggs is really good. I think they have good linebackers. You know, Demarcus Lawrence um, on the on defensive line is obviously great. They have some players there. Uh, I just think a combination of, like, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, and just a lack of explosion – on the offense, like even, like even Zeke didn't do that much last night. Like Pollard didn't do that much. Like I think if they're going to rely, if they're going to, you know, CD Lamb's going to get doubled anytime he's on the field because he's the number one option. As, if they're going to throw out like that, like limited options like that, I just think that Zeke and Pollard are going to have to show up and actually do something. But yeah, it was on, it was uncharacteristic. I mean, a team that, that, yeah, I think they, what they made the NFC championship or made the, not the championship game last year, but lost to the 49ers in the playoffs last year. I think you expected a little bit more out of them. And then for them to obviously, like, they, they lost to like a Mark Cooper and just didn't really replace him. I know like cap space and all that stuff is a thing. But to me, if you're going to, if you're going to give your quarterback and build, build around him the best you can, maybe you, you know, save some money on some other positions and, and spend it on a receiver or at least draft one. But, that, that was kind of my big takeaway from last night. Yeah, 100%. I didn't even touch on that. I mean, losing, you know, Dak's number one option, Amari Cooper, that might really, you know, you know, come to, to bite them um, later on in the year. But really now, I mean, with Dak being out 68 weeks, I mean, they're going to have to weather the storm somehow uh, with with the stud that is Cooper Rush. I mean, maybe Skip Bayless is onto something. Maybe, maybe this is huh. – the, the franchise guy, maybe they gave the wrong guy all the all the money. They put all the the, the money in the wrong bag. But no, nah, I mean, <laughs> he's got to be like a game manager at this point. I I was expecting to see. I mean, shows. I, I guess I lapped I lapped uh, some some coverage on the Cowboys. But I, I thought I was going to see Andy Dalton last night. Apparently, he's on the Saints now. Uh, the fact <laughs> that he's, I th- he's I even, thought the same exact thing. I thought Dude, Cooper I was, Rush was Andy Dalton on the side. So did I. Yeah, so did I. Like, it took me, like, two or three plays for me to realize, okay, that's not – because I don't even think they said his, you know, his name right away or, or you know, maybe I just I, – I lost it there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking here. He's been in the league for uh, – this is his fifth year and his – Jesus. He's has 
I mean, he has three touchdowns, one pick. There, that might be enough evidence right oh, there. Fucking right. <laughs> that might be a uh, superstar in the making. But, um, yeah, always been with the Cowboys. So, uh, I guess you call it a, you know, homegrown product in that respect. He, he has not gone anywhere else. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, it's – talk about a, a, a shit start to the season. I mean, if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be – I'd be pretty down right now because, I mean, not only you lose opening night in a in a really bad way, um, you know, you lost your your starting quarterback. No matter how bad he looked last night, I, I wouldn't expect him to look that like that all season. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're starting to see holes. I mean, there was a point not not to make a crazy reference, but there was a point where the Yankees were, in my opinion, the New York Aaron judges, and it's almost like. <laughs> The Cowboys are the the Dallas Micah Parsons because outside of him, I mean, really nobody did much. I mean, like you said, the running game wasn't great. Uh, I mean, Zeke, Zeke showed it here and there, but it, it wasn't enough. I don't know if they, they got away from the run too much. I, I, they probably did, um, in my in my opinion. But yeah, uphill uphill battle for for now. The Cowboys with the you know the second string quarterback in there. Yeah, I I just don't. Yeah, it's the receiver thing for me is is puzzling. But I, you know, good for you in the in the Eagles. <laughs> They're the only team. You know, the Cowboys are the only team that's on one in the AFC East, which is funny. Um, we can get to the Giants and and talk about their big win too. But I, I think from an NFC East perspective, if you're the Commanders or if you're the Giants, like I, I know everyone was kind of pitting Dallas and and the Eagles against each other for at least like the division crown here, but. If you're a Cowboys fan, you got to be like concerned that this is this is like your season's over. I mean, this guy, <laughs> like I don't even. I mean, this guy has three touchdown passes. Like I don't even. I'm just like your season's over. Like, that's all I can say about it if you're if you're a Cowboys fan. So I feel I feel bad for sure. I mean, my season might be over too, but uh, it's just <laughs> nah. you know at least you at least you didn't come into the season expecting your season. Uh, to be over but it just like is what it is at this point yeah i mean i saw all those memes that were like dallas cowboys eliminated from playoff contention they came out like two weeks ago uh you know obviously that's funny season hasn't even started yet um but it's like it's almost like that was a whoever sent that out was a fortune teller because i mean i mean shit I mean, the washington might end up with a better record than dallas if you know if dak's really out Let's just make it – let's be on the optimism side for them for six weeks. They might go, you know, one in five. You know, it's very possible. hundred percent. So. Yeah, it's just – it's like it sucks. It's just – and people it does clown, suck like, it, it does. Like, I, I hate the Cowboys, but, like, you want to see Dak – you want to see Dak losing, but you want to see him playing too, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They're, they're a much less interesting team. See, now. like um, – Obviously, I don't like the Cowboys either. And last night, I almost, I almost caught myself root. I, I just can't stand Brady so much that it's like I almost want to see the Cowboys win and then lose all the other games. But God, that's a different, that's a different story. But um, yeah, man, I, I do like Dak. Like as a person, like he just seems like a solid dude. Like he's not a, a douchebag. He's not one of these like egotistical maniacs. It seems like. Right. Um, so it is unfortunate. Like the guy's been through a lot. I mean, he goes through you know, the, the horrific injury. What was that now two years ago? Yeah. Um, and then first week of the season, bang, breaks his, you know, break. What was it, his thumb or, or I, th- I want to say I his thumb on his, yeah, I think it's thumb, yeah. on his throwing hand. Like, it, it's just like, damn, man, like, guy really, really can't catch a break overall. You know what I mean? It, it's just, as much as I don't like the Cowboys, it's hard to, he's one of those guys, he's hard to hate. He's hard to, like, you know, I, I just – it sucks for it, it. It does suck, and and I'd rather beat the Cowboys with Dak in there than, you know, without him because it's kind of like a, I don't know, that's like a handicap, you know, no pun intended, but that, that's like you know what I mean. So, hundred percent. I will ask you this: Do the Eagles play the Cowboys at all in the next six to eight weeks? Uh, so here we go. That's week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six. They play them. Hey, there you go. In Philadelphia, yeah. All right, so you got a dub. Congrats, two and zero the season already. I mean, listen, to, listen to this for the for Dallas to go. Bengals come into town. I don't, I don't think 
Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. So just, just kind of going down this, this slate of a schedule for the Cowboys without Dak. I mean, Bengals at Cowboys. Who, who wins that game? Bengals. Cowboys at Giants. Giants. <laughs> Giants are a wagon, dude. Giants are a wagon. I'm, I'm, I, I love Brian Dable, dude. I'm fucking I love that guy. See, you need to stop loving him because he's gonna screw up screw my team now. He, <laughs> the Cowboys, they're not, hey, they, hey, they're not there yet. They're not there yet. I hope not, man. The Giants have been a pushover for a while. I don't I don't need them being a problem all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, you, just, you just created a pushover on the Cowboys. So you're good. Yeah, I guess they took the place of the yeah, so yeah, so so then it goes what do you think? The Carson Wentz commanders at the I think Cowboys. I think they I think they beat I think they beat Carson Wentz. Oof. Yeah, I maybe. win there. I'm inter- I'm still – I'm telling you, man. I might be the only Eagles fan that fears that, man, but I, I do fear that, man, this year. I don't know why. But anyways. That's because uh, you just – because he'll probably ball it against Philly. That's what I mean. I, I just feel like he's the, he's that guy that he's not he, – he's, he's, he's over heights. He's over all this, that, and the third, but he can come back and bite you in the ass when you don't need it to happen. So right. we'll see. I can't wait for them to come to Philly. That'll be crazy. But uh, Cowboys go to Rams. I think we know who's going to win that. I, I would think we, the Rams would be on schedule by then. I think Stafford could throw with his left arm and they would still win that game. <laughs> and then that next week they come to Philly, which I, I think Philly wins that. Philly wins that one, yeah. And then so that's that's week six without – or no, that's just week six. So that's really week five without Dak. And then Lions at Cowboys. I mean, I think Lions could win, huh? Lions are frisky. Take the Lions there. Bears at Cowboys. We'll see what the Bears have by that. We'll see. Interesting. I whatever. Okay, bet the under that game. I think. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> Michael Parsons might get like ten sacks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. I might go. I might go Cowboys there just because. For no, yeah, that, no other reason just than just defense versus offense there. That might be like a, what, 10 to 3 game, 16 to 10, so, you know, something like that. Easily. And then that that following week, would, which would be, if you put it out, eight weeks for Dak, just about, give or take, you know, it might be a bye week in there, but they go to, at Green, they go to Green Bay. <laughs> Jesus, dude. This seems going to be like 3 and 10. <laughs> oh man i would kind of love to see it I, I shitty circumstances i don't wish it you know there's all these evil fans out there that want dak prescott to break his neck for all i know but um yeah sh- shitty circumstances but uh you know just the way it's gonna go for them right now dude they're gonna i mean jerry's gonna have a heart attack <laughs> i'm surprised I mean, yeah i'm, I'm I, just, <laughs> I just i don't yeah i mean might as well sit back the rest of the season at that point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's not a bad. You're paying him an ass load amount of money. That's the only thing. But I know. What uh? What else caught your eye this this past Sunday there around the league? Yeah, I'll touch on the Giants quickly. Um, you know, the first half was putrid. Um, the Titans basically had their way with them on offense and defense. Um. Outside of Saquon, I mean, like 160 yards, like he was a he was an absolute weapon. Uh, both both rushing and receiving. If he can play like that this year, like look out. Um, I just fear that they might rely on him too much, and he might break down a little bit. But um, nonetheless, he was an absolute weapon. Sterling Shepard played well. He had a 55 yard touchdown, or at least 50 ish yard touchdown. Um, and the defense came came to play the second half. I pretty much watched this entire game, and I will say that, like the the second half adjustments that Dable and then and then Wink Martindale on the defensive side of the football had um, were very impressive. Like basically, it was a complete flip of the switch. The Giants dominated from soup to nuts in the second half. Um, came down to the last drive where Dable um, had a big old barrel chest of, of balls and, and went for two at the end to go up twenty one twenty. Um, then the Titans moved the ball really well um, on the last drive and put it in fat Randy's hands and he missed it, missed the field goal to lose the game. So uh, Dable gets his first one. I saw he was dancing and 
cutting up a rug at the uh, with the boys at the at the uh, post game celebration there in the locker room, which is always nice. So um, I I wouldn't say you know this team is like primed to to fucking do some stuff this year, but they have a favorable schedule. I I believe most of the NFC East has a favorable schedule this year, so I would not be surprised if they hover around or above um, eight nine. You know, kind of right in that range there. Um, the schedule lightens up. I mean, they play the Panthers next week, so they could very well start out two and zero. Danny Dimes did make some some questionable decisions in this game, but they used him a lot. Like they used Josh Allen in Buffalo. Like they called some design runs, um, got him rolling out of the pocket, did a lot of play action. Uh, and the offensive line looked great. Which, if you're a Giants fan, you know that the offensive line has been like the worst in the league the past four or five years. So. Um, I know it's a one-game sample size, but, I, I mean, I just love – I love the way Dable used Josh Allen. I love the way, like, he called the – I mean, he's not calling the game. It's uh, it's a guy, Kafka, Mike Kafka from uh, Kansas City. He was Mahomes' quarterback's coach. He was calling plays. So, this staff is, like, very impressive. And I, and Wink Martindale is a long-time D.C. of the Ravens. And um, the way he was – I mean, he, they were without Thibodeau their rookie and then they were without Ojolari. So they were without their, their first and second rushers and they still ended up doing some good stuff on the D line. So I was very impressed. That's, that's like a prime example of like, if we talked about earlier, like doing more with less. Um, I know it's one game sample size. I'm, I'm not impressed with the Titans at all, but um, just a great fucking like grid, like a gritty road win to start the season, which I was impressed with. Yeah, man, I'll be honest. Didn't, didn't catch a minute of this game. Uh, didn't, didn't care less about either of these teams, to be honest with you. But, hey, I accept, I take your word to the absolute, to the bank, and deposit it. Um, Danny Dimes uh, might might do enough for this team with, with the new play calling. I'm, I've never uh, – I've never fully closed the door on Danny Dimes. A lot of people, I think, have. I, I don't think he's a slouch. I, I mean, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's a killer, but I don't think he's a scrub either. I've never said that he was. So um, interesting to see how he'll he'll do this season. Um, you know, with with the new play caller, with the new head coach, I'm I'm definitely curious about that. Um, something that I did want to ask you about, you know, kind of quickly as we wind down on the show, but are I know the Packers start out shitty, uh, you know, almost every week one, but playing the Vikings in Minnesota, does that tell you anything that's going to happen like for the rest of the year that, that the Vikings kind of dominated the, the Packers there in week one? That one, that one hurts. And I know they started off like shit. Like you said, last year, they, they I think they got blown out by Jameis and the Saints in week one last year. Um, yeah. To, I mean, to to go in against the Vikings and and just get absolutely down. I mean, they scored seven points. Um, and I, I I think I think every year, like you're like, oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers will figure it out. You know, he's got Devontae Adams or Lethal. Like he he doesn't have that security blanket this year. Um, I think mm-hmm. the number right. one receivers, Alan Lazard, which you know he'd probably be like the fourth receiver on some good teams out there. So that's cause for concern. Um, didn't seem like they got much going on the run game. The offensive line has had a shit ton of injuries. Uh, I, I hate to ever, like you said, like kind of cross this team off, but it, it, a divisional game, it looked like Justin Jefferson basically did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. I think they were playing zone against him, which makes no sense. Um, they had Jair, Jair Alexander really not doing – like they didn't, they didn't have him follow Jefferson, which made no sense. I mean, credit to that staff. Uh, new coach – Kevin O'Connell, I think he calls the plays, and he was moving Jefferson from left to right, had him in the slot, lined him up as a tight end for for a play. So um, it seems to me like they're getting a bunch of creativity. I mean, Dalvin Cook had 90 yards. Fucking Justin Jefferson, nine catches, 184 yards. That's crazy. Um, the leading receiver for, for the Packers was a running back, which is <laughs> cause for concern. <laughs> I think – that just tells you all you need to know there. But uh, I, I, yeah, I need, I need at least, I know it's the shitty answer, but I need at least of a, a few game sample size to really make a, make a lean on, on this team one way or the other, because they're notorious for starting slow. So it's kind of like more of what we've seen, but um, I, I do think it, it might be a little different just because the playmakers certainly are not there this year. 
Yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you, and you know to say it'll take a few weeks. I don't I don't think that's a shitty answer. I think that's a, a real answer. Obviously, um, losing to like a division. I mean, these teams you know beat up on each other every year. It seems like they they just you know they play hard nosed games here. And I mean to start the game, I I do forget who the pass went to. Um, here I'm looking down the stat sheet. I want to say I'll pull it up here. For the Packers? Yeah, why can't I see there? There we go, receiving. I, I don't know what I um, – I want to say – I think it was that Christian Watson guy. Yes, um, the rookie, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, the kid beat the defense by 10 yards, 10 to 15 <laughs> yards in the back, and wide open. Uh, Rodgers throws it right in the bread basket and it pops out <laughs> his hand and – and you could just tell Aaron Rodgers almost mentally checked out there. Like he was just like, oh, you gotta, see you next week, boys. Be, yeah, man. Like he, he like, uh, I don't know what was going through his head, but uh, probably not much positive at that moment. So, um, yeah, that that hurt to start the. I mean, that could have it could have been a seven nothing game right off the bat. Then then you're talking. You know, that maybe was the back first play of their of their of, the of their opening drive. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was like. When I saw that, I was like, wow, and then, you know, obviously. And, and it just kind of felt like all the wind got knocked out of their sails. Like, as this game went on, it, it was just – it was the Justin Jefferson show. I mean, a guy seemed like he's wide open every single time. I, I don't know what Green Bay's defensive scheme was or, or if they just, you know, didn't fully account for him. I don't know how you do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins goes 23 at 32 for 277. I, Dalvin Cook was was I mean four and a half yards of carry. It was just they they didn't have an answer on defense, and I mean it, it just really looks like Aaron Rodgers is throwing mostly trash cans out there, and it, it's it's such a difference. I mean, like we said, it's week one, but when Jordan Love comes in the game to finish it, and you're not you're not blowing anybody out, you're losing, and, and Love comes in, obviously not not at all a positive sign. So. Um, <laughs> Maybe maybe calls for concern in Green Bay. We'll see as as the weeks go on. But um, without that security blanket, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot harder. And I think the Packers have relied on Rodgers for so long that it's like you know maybe one of these years he doesn't put up MVP numbers and they're going to. If he doesn't if he doesn't play like an MVP, they're going to struggle. That's one hundred percent. It's all on him. And now you you took away a weapon that he had. Uh, and didn't really replace it with, I mean, much of anything. I mean, if you call Sammy Watkins at whatever, how old he is, uh, Randall Cobb's <laughs> old, like, I they, they just don't he, have. I forgot they had Sammy Watkins. That's funny. Yeah, man. It, it's it's brutal. So we'll see. But I, I do think the Vikings have a very good, like, if I was a betting man on this division, I think it is the Vikings year to, to seize that division. It's just, will will they do enough? I, I don't know. I do like does seem like the new coach uh, might might have something to do with their success going forward, uh, where Mike Zimmer was probably just – they had enough of that. Uh, new voice and, and new new head coach at the helm. So that might uh, propel the Vikings on to, to first place. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I think, yeah, this has been the Packers' domain for basically the entirety of Aaron Rodgers' career and obviously for Favre's career too, but – yeah, I, I kind of see a path for, for two teams out of the North to make the playoffs there. And the NFC is not you know, nearly as strong as the AFC is. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with, with – I mean, especially how often how often does, you know, the Vikings take the first game of the season against the Packers, especially week one. Like, that rarely ever happens. So, um, credit to them. I mean, Kirk Cousins, you know, I don't think he – Played spectacularly. He was thrown to wide open <laughs> Justin Jefferson <laughs> yeah. the entire game. So I, I mean, I could have made those throws, but uh, <laughs> you know, good for them. I, I think I think he's still a weird dude, but good for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, if they can make some noise and kind of change up that division, I think that you know, I'm, I'm always down to kind of seeing teams like different teams always at the top is nice, and uh, maybe give someone else a chance to win MVP there, Rogers, and uh, take a back seat for once. <laughs> very very well could be the case i would almost place your bets on josh allen right now to win the mvp but that's uh especially if rogers continues to to struggle 
Don't uh, don't sleep on Mahomes though, man. He went Dude, off. you're right. But I'm I'm with you. I'm with you though. I I think it's like damn. Wh- which which one of these years are the Bills gonna? And and you know that game last year was brutal to lose, obviously. But it's like they have to make that uh, they have to make that next step up because they're a hell of a team. And like he's obviously you know one of the best uh, at his position. So it's like the Bills gotta. They they have everything. Um, to do it it's just will they do it you know yeah I mean that's it yeah I mean they were clinical Thursday night like absolutely clinical you thought that like without Dable you know they they lost a couple guys because like cap space but I I I had not forgotten I just didn't realize that that defense added Von Miller (laughs) uh dude like at at his age he just Basically, was making that that offensive line look like they were turnstiles, dude. Like he was, he did. They call it like a ghost move, where he like ran out to an offensive lineman, ran to like his outside shoulder, dipped his left shoulder, runs right by him, does the same exact thing to the tight end, and then basically like two hand touches Stafford, and Stafford collapses. Like he was there within the blink of an eye. And I think if you can add a home run hitter to that defensive line with already a pretty deep like rotation. On top of their fucking secondary, their their linebackers are amazing with Evans and Milano. Their safeties with Hyde and Poyer, we talked about at length. I think I, I think we both I, I definitely picked the Rams to win this game, but I didn't realize Matt Stafford basically needed fucking Tommy John surgery, so that <laughs> that one came to back to bite me in the ass. But uh, yeah, that defense is, and I'm not even talking about Josh Allen. Like that defense is going to be insane this year. Yeah, no, at, at, whenever you add Von Miller, I mean, the, that guy's one of those players where it seems like he could be, like, 40 and still be, like, lethal. Like he, he's just – it's it, there's a couple of guys, I, I think – I mean, obviously the Rams getting Bobby Wagner, that that's a big one too. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it's just – it's it looks like it's the Bills' time. It's just like I said, they're one of those teams I'm like, they got to do it, man. They got to – they just got to put it all together and, and – Win when it matters, but they are uh, on both sides of the ball. They're they're so damn good. So I'm uh, I'm curious to see what will happen. I'm definitely not betting against them. I, I just we'll see uh, as the season progresses. Like I don't feel like they'll skip a beat. I think they'll win that their their respective division. But um, yeah, it, it's it's as you know the playoffs start and anything can happen. So it's going to be nuts once we get that far down the line. But they are. Uh, they didn't skip it like you said. They didn't skip a beat from last year, at all. No, a hundred percent. Fucking great, and it's just, it's just like they're gonna dominate. It, it'll be good, like if they can get the Chiefs again in the playoffs, they can get the Bengals or like a Chargers. Like the AFC playoffs are gonna be absolute fireworks this year. I don't want to get ahead of anything. Obviously, after Week One and injuries and stuff like that are gonna are gonna be a factor, but like. This, as we get down to, like, the playoff race, like, it's just going to be absolute, like, fucking hit parade of just offense on offense on offense. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to watching Joe Flacco in week two. But uh, <laughs> anything we miss, Aaron, on, on NFL at all this week? Anything else catch your eye? Oh, uh, man, I mean, there's a million different things we could go into. I, I would just say uh, that's, you know, hopefully, I mean, I, I don't really see Joe Burrow playing that bad again. Um, you know, especially in back-to-back weeks or anything, but uh, Steelers found a way to come out of there with a with a victory. I mean, Burrow threw five, four picks. I think he had a fumble loss too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And the Steelers, you can say what you want. Uh, they won by three after, with all that happening. So either that's the Steelers are still not great on offense, uh, you could say, or uh, you could make the case that. Uh, you know, the Bengals just played a horrible game and they still found a way to be in it. But that, that game was pretty crazy. Um, I did say, you know, I, I do think the Steelers are a sleeper team just because of Brian Flores. But, oh, my yeah. God. I mean, they're going to need more offense than that. Yeah. I, I thought, like, I, I'm I'm not, like, totally out on Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, but, like, I, I don't know, man. He, I, I, he's definitely not elite, but. Um, can he put it together? I'm, I, Jerry's still out on him. So that was just a yeah. crazy game. That's the, yeah, it's, they're so well coached. Like they're never, they're never, they never get fucking blown out, which is <laughs> pisses me off. But 
I know TJ TJ Watt has an injury, so you know TBD on kind of his status. It seemed to be pretty serious. Um, but in terms of Mitch, I think, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but I think Kenny is probably going to get the nod there, probably by like week eight, you know, six, seven, eight, like whenever. It's not that I think Mitch is going to play himself out of a job. It's just at the end of the day, it's just going to come to a to a place where you drafted this guy in the first round, like. He might have some growing pains, like coming from a smaller school and it not being like the most mobile guy or maybe not the most like pro ready guy. But I would have full confidence if I'm a Steelers fan in that staff to, you know, fucking build around a guy and just put put him in a place to succeed. So um, I, if if all remains the same and, and they're kind of hanging in there like around 500, like at the end of the day, like what's the difference between playing Mitch or putting in your rookie? So even if you lose a couple more games this year and you know, not the worst thing in the world. I think you just got to think about the future and surrounding him with as much talent as you can. And they do have talent, like on the, you know, the receivers are, are pretty good. Firemuth seems to be a good tight end. Najee Harris, I think he got hurt a little bit yes, uh, yesterday, but seems to be pretty good, obviously, as well. So they got some guys. It's just a matter of, you know, who's slinging it back there for him. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, no, that, that will be. Um, you know, we'll see what, what Kenny Pickett can do. Uh, that's It's been a while since anybody but Big Ben's been, uh, you know, behind center for them, so. I know. It was weird to see Mitch back there. So weird. Good old Mitch, man. Can't 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 forget about Mitch Trubisky. You can't. Can and to touch on the current game, Broncos 16, Seahawks 17, Broncos <laughs> have the ball at the their own 40, two minutes, two-minute warning left to go. My guy, Geno Smith, balling out, absolute playmaker. Uh, he is at so yeah, 23 of 28, 195. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not great, no, but not bad. No turnovers. Uh, no turnovers. Uh, playing well. Russell Wilson, balling out. Um, they've been a lot of fucking weird fumbles in this game. but um, Good Lord, man. Denver, looking at this real quick, Denver has 12 penalties for 106 yards. That's like, that's a whole dude. They're, that's a drive. they're all like, uh, like unsportsmanlike conduct, too. Like, <laughs> like taunting, <laughs> fucking leading with the crown. Like, they're terrible penalties. Right. What do you, th- do you think? Here, I'll, I'll give you a, a quick hot, hot question here. Do you think Russell Wilson wins a ring with the Denver Broncos before it's all said and done? Uh, I do not think he does. I don't. Um, oh. I think it was stupid of him to go to the AFC. Um, personally, I think he should have went somewhere. Like, if he wanted to win a ring, he should have went to like the Saints and taken like less money or uh some other. Because you're gonna, you're always gonna go against Josh Allen. You're going against Mahomes. You're going against Herbert. You're going against Burrow. You're going against the goat Zach Wilson. Like it's just tough to <laughs> to get past these teams. I know That's the good. NFC like has a lot of like young quarterbacks too, but I don't know. And not to say that you should, you know, willingly go against competition because in theory you're not playing against Joe Burrow. You're not playing against Patrick Mahomes. You're playing against those defenses, but um, you just know there's going to be a bona fide four or five top teams in the conference on any given year. And your, your division is fucking crazy. Like that division is so tough. So um, if you went to like the same, I'm blanking on like other team, like other teams, like maybe like the Vikings would have, would have been good. Um, oh, that would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe like the, could have gone to like the commanders or like the giants. Like, I know that wouldn't make good for your, like, even the Eagles. Like yeah. if, I, if I'm happy, I would have come to the Eagles, bro. Like, him on your team would be fucking unbelievable. So I know there probably weren't as many options in terms of like, you know, cap space and, and giving up picks, but um, I, I was surprised that he went to that division for sure. Yeah. I know that the Eagles were in the running for that uh, from what, from what I heard and stuff uh, definitely wouldn't have been against it. I, I don't know if they wanted to plunge on a, on an older guy. Uh, right. Who's, you know, he's been banged up here and, you know, a good bit in his career. Uh, I don't really blame him for that. I mean, the guy's just been hit a million times on that on that Seattle team. But right, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. the The competition he's up against is just is is pretty. It's pretty tall to to conquer. You know, like just that that division alone, like you said. But 
Got to got to win week one here. But yeah, they're uh, trying to drive here with a minute thirteen left. But um, yeah, I think we'll be back, folks, this week um, with a preview show week two, as I said. But uh, always fun to get back in the lab and, and break down an Eagles win and break down a Jets loss. Feels just like last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, I think we we pretty much covered all all angles this week as we always try to. So. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get to you later on in this week and, and we'll keep you posted on Twitter and, and just uh, keep chugging along as the season has, has started and is now well underway. Fucking rights. Take us home.